and thank you for joining us for this episode of Public Service Psychology Now, Division 18's podcast series. We're your hosts, Tiffany Fennell and Jen Snyder, and we are honored to have the privilege of speaking with past presidents of Division 18 as part of our Division's 75th anniversary celebration. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Shirley Glenn, president from 2016 to 2017. So a little bit of background about Dr. Glenn. She is a clinical research psychologist at the VA Greater Los Angeles Healthcare System and a research psychologist at the Simmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior at the University of California, Los Angeles. Her research has focused on the benefits of behavioral family therapy and schizophrenia, combat-related PTSD, and co-occurring substance use disorders, as well as testing innovative strategies to involve families in the care of their loved ones with serious mental illnesses. She currently oversees the dissemination of evidence-based family interventions and policy implementation on family services for the VA Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Glenn. So glad you're here. Great, thanks. Um, so what were some of the major issues that were going on in Division 18 or in APA or in the country or the world that impacted public service psychology during your term? Well, you know, my term, I think, was a little bit unusual. Um, I had been involved in uh, the division not that long, maybe four or five years. And uh, Lorraine Green had been elected to be president the year that I was, uh, I actually served. And she died unexpectedly, probably in the middle of that pre-presidential year. You know, we have a three-year rotating. You get your prep year, your president-elect year, your president year, and, and then your follow-up year. And she died about halfway through that, what would have been her presidential election year. She was a very well-regarded psychologist in, um, from, I think, Memphis. She was from Tennessee and, and did a lot of work with criminal justice and those kinds of things. So it was very unclear at this point what should happen and, and how, you know, how the division would proceed. And there were a really group, a, a wonderful group of people, Ann Clee, Tim Carmody, and Femina Vargasi, who basically started looking around and said, who might be a reasonable option to uh, pick up the presidency? And they asked me to do it. We did have an election, um, but I think it, it made my year a little different because I hadn't necessarily intended to run. I hadn't been all that involved in leadership to that point. I'd done a lot of stuff with the SMI SED section, but not so much with general leadership and didn't have a lot of prep time. So, um, you know, it was sort of like kind of a whirlwind where I was learning on the job all the time. Here's the responsibility. Here's the next thing you're supposed to do. Here's the next thing you're supposed to do. Here's the next thing you're supposed to do. Um, so what I would say is that a major interest that I had during that time and continue to have was um, helping the division um, continue its um, 
Yeah, it's commitment to helping people who struggle with serious mental illnesses, both with the SMI SDG section and with the state and hospital community section. And of course, it also interfaces with police and criminal justice. So, you know, we tried to do a lot of work that year, um, uh, making sure that we continued with advocacy, with the fellowship, you know, we've been, I mean, excuse me, with the specialty that was recently approved um, for a postdoctoral fellowship in that area. And it was also sort of um, a bit of a cleanup year, I think, because things were in a little disarray. I decided rather than having a major initiative, I was, my, my initiative was gonna be seeing if we could organize things and you know, get like uh, standing operating procedures going, worked with Linda Richardson on task definitions for all the responsibilities. I mean, I, th I think the fact that Lorraine died made us aware that we didn't necessarily have everything in place for sustainability and transition. And so while those aren't necessarily sexy things, it's sort of where the year lended itself. So, um, you know, so those were sort of some of the big issues that we were dealing with. Yeah, this, I mean, I think those are really important. And you guys, I know you guys did a lot of work about that. Um, I think part of that, I was then the chair of the community and state hospital section. That's right. Um, yeah, so I remember a lot of that. And still, I think it's still something we're struggling with now. Well, I think we do in organizations, right? We do yeah. in part, part because there's churn and in part because there's always new things to think about, new responsibilities, things you haven't thought about. So right, right. it's an ongoing process. And also just figuring out like technology wise, like well, how you still things, and that's always changing and all those kinds that's of things. That's also true. You're darn right. Yep. Uh, so what were some of the accomplishments that you were most proud of during your year? I, to be honest, the first one is just keeping everything going. Because, you know, given the fact that I hadn't been that involved in the division, somewhat, but not extensively, and that I didn't get the full presidential election year, I think I, think I probably took responsibility. I think in that pre-year, I think I was elected maybe in May or June, and then your your term starts in August. So, I mean, it was just a quick ramp up. And I pretty much, the nice thing is for people who don't know much about the leadership, there's kind of a leadership trio. There's the president-elect, the president, and the, and the, you know, the past president. And so people sort of were more than willing to kind of help help me. But I think a big part was just keeping things going. I think we were working hard to make the section stronger. I think one of the things that's unique about our division is the section structure. Um, and so really trying to make sure the sections had money, that they had representation at our division meetings, that we could be supporting and helping different sections work together. Um, I think that those were all sort of important, but I would definitely say it was probably a little bit more of an inward gaze towards what was happening in the division, whether or not, rather than an outward gaze, just because of the circumstances. Yeah, and I remember we had that um, strategic planning session. We did have strategic planning. You know, it's, it's interesting because 
two things I inherited, which is less happening, I think, in the division right now, but, but were wonderful when they had them. There were a couple of strategic planning meetings, which were actually done in person, which the division helped with, um, helped fund, which I thought were terrific. There was one before that I had the chance to get to it, then the one we had the year I went. Again, it was an inward gaze, but it really was talking about how we could use Zoom for meetings <laughs> and um, you know how we could make the section stronger by like enhancing collaboration with them and providing them more, more money. And how we could also, a big thing we were trying to do was get more interest in Division 18. So how we could sort of publicize more things at convention and how we could um, work, develop alliances with other groups. So um, that was a, a, you know, a, a big thing. The other thing, which unfortunately kind of we pulled off on, um, but, but was an interest the year I was there and had been for two or three years prior to that is um, the division had sponsored uh, one or a two day in-person seminar on particular topics. Um, I think the last one I remember was sort of um, criminal justice, sort of an intersection of sort of MS, SMI and criminal justice. Those were in person. They were typically held on the East Coast. So the last one we had was in San Francisco. And they were meant to be both fundraisers for the division, as well as kind of um, helping people know more about what the division was doing. I think there were probably four or five of them. And those were really, really nice. I mean, those were very, very interesting. Um, I think they've sort of been, they never were big fundraisers which I think is one of the reasons why they stopped doing them. And then of course, with we moved to the smaller webinar series, but those were kind of nice because what was nice about that is we also had all the leadership meeting for like a day or two in the evenings and could develop a nice cohesion among the leadership of the division, which I think is a little harder to do now. Um, so, uh, so those were also a couple of nice things to do. Um, as well. So that was great. Yeah, I remember that. And we had no idea that how important Zoom was going to become. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, so what lessons did you learn about yourself or about leadership as a Boy, result of your experience? <laughs> a lot. I've got, I mean, you know, I, ha I, I haven't fashioned myself, nor do I really fashion myself as someone that would necessarily run for elective office in most things and hadn't really thought of myself in that way. And probably, to be honest, never would have put myself forward as the division president or anything else. Um, and so it was really nice to have the opportunity to move into that in a rel with a lot of support, you know, because people were really being very nice to me and helping me understand what would be required. So it was nice to just understand that a little bit and help organize and see what that was about. See what it was like when somebody lets you know you were elected to something that you tried, that's nice. Um, and, and then um, it was such a great group of people. You know, the division was 
I mean, the, the people that I worked with were, were terrific and um, were really, really helpful. I learned to lean on people. You know, the, there's, a, there's a historical wisdom and uh, received wisdom that people had that could help me um, sort of think about what would be important. Um, so that was really, really nice. Um, I was really, you know, I, I ended up giving, at the end of the year, you do a presidential address and I got to do mine on sort of family stuff and serious mental illness, which is something that is close to my heart. That was lovely to have that opportunity to do. Um, so I, I, I learned a lot and mostly I learned how organizations work, what it's like to actually look at bylaws and worry about what they say, and uh, how, to, how to help people coalesce together on particular goals that they're trying to meet. So that was really, really nice. This was really a lovely opportunity for me, what I would say. Yeah, that's really wonderful. What advice do you have for those seeking to serve in Division 18 leadership then? You know, I think, I th first of all, it's a really wonderful organization. I think generally there's a shared vision. People coming into this are usually people who are serving the public in some way. And, um, you know, to a little bit, they check their egos at the door. So um, they really do have, have a notion of service. You know, we call ourselves public service, we're serving. So, um, so I think, first of all, not to be intimidated, this is a wonderful group of people. Um, and then I think that um, there's lots of opportunities to get involved. It's hard to move things along quickly, I think. That's fair to say. Um, but you know whether you get involved in section work um, initially, or there are all kinds of responsibilities at the division level, um, that there's a real need for people to take on roles. And that um, it's just a wonderful place because you get to network with people from all over the country doing all kinds of interesting things across different sections. And, um, you know, particularly if you're an early career psychologist or someone who's maybe been involved in APA but hasn't necessarily been that involved in the division, it's a really wonderful opportunity to find a band of brothers and sisters who are sort of interested in the same things, curious about the same questions, want to make a difference in the world. So, and accepting and open. So. I think it's, you know, go for it, is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely good advice. I think that's a good to encourage people to, to just, yeah, to give it a try. Uh, so what do you see for the future of Division 18? You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm pretty optimistic about it, um, which is nice. Um, you know, I, I think there's a couple reasons for this. One is, I also serve right now on the, um, APA has a task force on serious mental illness um, and uh, what do you call it? Severe emotional disturbance, I think. 
And, you know, there's always been a little struggle with APA about um, what's the role of the task force? What's the role of the division? How should they be connected? Should we have liaisons and stuff like that? And I do think there's more, you know, we had a task force meeting last week or a couple of weeks ago, and we talked more about the need to have liaisons, to have representation, to have sort of a voice, a joint voice to potentiate our, uh, our interests and efforts. So I, in that way, I feel kind of optimistic. I also um, feel optimistic because we do now have an approved specialty, postdoctoral specialty in serious mental illness and severe emotional disturbance. And we're teeny weeny close to getting uh, an ABAP in the field. Um, you know, we've, we've passed two kinds of, uh, two levels of scrutiny. We'll have one more, but I think we're gonna make that happen. And I, you know, the division has been incredibly supportive of those efforts, um, providing financial support, providing um, uh, worker bees to help with that. Um, and, you know, those efforts have been going on since, I think we figured 2004, that's 17 years. And so it's not, it's not for the week apart, but the fact that we're having some successes is terrific. So I think that's great. And then I also think, you know, given the, um, what's happened in the society over the past couple of years, um, the questions about cultural issues and social determinants of mental health and criminal justice involvement and those kinds of things. I think that, you know, Division 18 really stands at a, at a kind of a, uh, an interesting intersection of all those issues. So when you talk about intersectionality, I mean, in some ways, I think that's exactly what Division 18 represents. We've got, you know, all kinds of uh, sections and a multicultural and diversity group. I mean, I think that um, all those things kind of infuse a, a lot of um, interest and hope. And then I think that um, you know, just the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic is making it very clear that there are tremendous mental health needs in the community. And groups like Division 18 can be really, really powerful in trying to help meet those needs and articulate the needs. Um, so, so I'm, I don't think we're going to be redundant for quite a while, what I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I agree. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the social changes we've seen, I think in Division 18, we're kind of particularly poised to, to yeah. hopefully address some of those. I think you're I think you're spot on. And and the more I think the leadership can help people do that, you know, will be terrific. I mean, like when the data came out that what is it, the second most important risk factor for COVID is whether you have schizophrenia. Um, yeah, for death by COVID, death by right. COVID, I should say. You know, the fact that various aspects of APA could kind of jump on that and sort of, you know, have position statements or be making recommendations to clinicians and kinds of stuff. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I think that's really important to be doing. So it's great we can. 
Yeah, for sure. So what have you been doing since you were president? What have I been doing since I've been president? Well, working a lot on the specialty in the ABAP application. <laughs> and for that, I really need to acknowledge my leader. I'd say my partner in crime, but my leader who is Mary Jansen, who really is the person, the psychologist, for those of you who don't know her, um, has, uh, has had several leadership roles and various aspects of APA and serious mental illness. And she really spirit, has spearheaded the specialty and the SMI, uh, the, both the specialty and the ABAP. Um, and I'm sort of probably Robin to her Batman, um, which is okay. I do well under direction. Um, and then um, working on the SMI SED task force, you know, that's, that's been good. You know, what I, what I would say is one of the things I think that's a little harder in the division, and, and I don't know, I know you guys are either presidents, past presidents, no. Um, you know, I, I think it's a little hard to get your exact stance in the division after you've been in leadership. You know, I think that after you roll, after you leave as a past president, um, it's a little hard to know, to perhaps to find ways to continue to be active. Um, I think that the sections, you know, have a, they, they do have some senior people, but they have a, lot, a fair amount of UCPs, at least the SMI SED section, which I think is great because I think that should be a feeder to the division. But, um, you know, there, it's, it's uh, I think the division puts an appropriate emphasis on getting ECPs together and students. Um, but as a consequence, after you've gone out the other end, it's a little hard to know, you know, what are the best opportunities to get involved. I am on the editorial board of the, um, the division journal, and that's really been wonderful and been involved in putting a couple packages together. So that's great. And, uh, you know, I have some opportunity to, um, as I said, help interface between division and task force things. But I certainly think, I don't know, it's probably worth, worth thinking about how, um, Present, you know, it used to be when convention was together, was we all met together. There's there's a presidential breakfast where you kind of hear about what people are doing, and you go to the business meeting. But um, I think there's not as much opportunity as there might be if you're on the more senior end. I'll just say that. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, but I've been keeping busy, and will be a member of the division for long standing and follow what's going on. And I'm really pleased, pleased with the new leadership we've had. And this is a great product that you're making. So all in all, it's going okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because that is, like you said, it's a lot of also collective wisdom um, yeah. and, and historical knowledge. Yes. Um, that is really helpful that we don't want to lose. Um, so yeah, finding a yeah. way to keep folks involved is probably yeah, I don't, to think about. You know, I don't know what your experience has been. I mean, some people, I mean, like you think of Anne, Anne moved into the council role. I mean, I think there are, but you know, when she rotates off, you know, what will her next responsibility be? I mean, it, it's just, 
exactly how to do that. I, you know, I'm not sure. But anyways, yes. Yeah. yeah we could, we could oh, and I should say one other accomplishment, I think, which I'm part of a long line of accomplishment in this regard, but I will say this is an accomplishment. And it was an important part of my year, and I'm sure you guys' year as well, um, which was keeping up the financial stability of the division. You know, for a very long time, the division was either running in the red or pretty close to it. I mean, I can remember, you know, seeing the, the, um, the budgets from, you know, 10 years ago. And I mean, maybe there was like five or $10,000. I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. And it really was by promoting the journal and renegotiating things with uh, APA Press and all those kinds of things um, really helped. And, and that I think has been a, the whole group in the middle of the, um, you know, say the last five or six years have been really sort of centering on that, which has been wonderful for the division because then you can do a little bit more, you know, and think a little bit more. And so that, I think that's the other thing, assuring the solvency of the division has been really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you're right, the journal has been a huge part of that and it's been so incredibly successful no. um, over recent years. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just great, it's just great. Okay, you guys have asked great questions. Anything else or was that? <laughs> I think that's it, unless you've got anything else you wanna say at the end no except thank you for asking me that's wonderful and tiffany and jen that's been terrific and uh yeah it's been a wonderful opportunity for me i i hold it close to my heart well thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed and for talking to us today okay. and so that's the end of our podcast episode of our podcast today and so thanks for great and please make sure to subscribe to us so that you get new episodes as they are released. And that's wonderful. Be well. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. You did a lovely job. And this is a great project. Thank you.